0: Two, three, four. Hi everyone, welcome to the Truly Myrtle podcast, I'm Libby and this is episode number 22. Welcome back if you've been before and if this is your first time visiting the Truly Myrtle podcast, welcome. You need a cup of tea, you probably need your knitting, you can curl up and we can get on with the show. It's definitely cooler down here, we're heading into, into winter and I am receiving beautiful yarn in my letterbox that is making me feel like casting on all the things you know the feeling you know what autumn does oh my goodness I've had some glorious yarn delivered from blacker yarns in the UK as well as some magnificently soft yarn merino silk blend from August Bird in Australia she uses a new white gum base and some delicious yarn from Sildegard I've got lots and lots of lovely yarn arriving I don't know when I'm going to have time to do any of the stuff that I'm planning to do but I'm going to give it my best shot and I'm ready for winter I'm ready to curl up and get warm close the doors and sit on the couch watch some junky tv and knit that's what I'm ready for people like always if you want to follow me you can catch up in lots of different places you can find me in my revelry group we've got over a thousand people there now yay welcome so please welcome everyone that's joined recently you can also find me on instagram on my website trudymyrtle.com and that's where all the show notes for this show will be that's where all the podcast show notes are each time i put out a podcast and you can find me on facebook So there's lots of ways to keep in touch. I also have a mini mag, which I put out once a month. And this last month, um, the mini mag went out yesterday. It's Friday today here in New Zealand. It went out on Thursday, and we're talking about body confidence and how it affects our handmade wardrobes and generally making things for ourselves so if you want to have a read head over to trulymirtle.com and have a look at the past issues so I've got a, uh, a link page there called mini mag and if you feel like joining in the conversation head over to the Ravelry group and have a chat it's really interesting hearing what everyone has to say I've had a few emails where people wanted to talk to me quietly about it which is fine too if you want to email me but if you're happy to chat in the group come over and Let's have a talk about it. It's such an interesting topic, I think, and it actually affects everybody. I think it's, I think, everybody. I can't, I don't actually know anyone who hasn't had some sort of quibble about something to do with their body and confidence. So come and join in the conversation. I've got a lovely interview for you today, so I'm going to dive straight into it. A couple of weeks ago, Claire Devine came to stay with me. Some of you may have heard of Claire. She's a knitwear designer. She's South African. She's lived a large part of her life in the UK. And she's lived in Australia a little bit, in South Africa, again, a little bit as an adult. But most recently, she's left the UK and she spent the last few months travelling and she's now just newly settled in Melbourne. So she was in New Zealand for just a week and I had the pleasure of her company and we had a ball. I really enjoyed having her here. We talked about designing, we talked about yarn, we talked about everything related to trying to run a small business, we just had fun. So I managed to pop her down in a corner and put a microphone in front of her and ask her some questions about moving and designing and what she's up to. And I just thought you might like to hear from the newest designer on the block, Down Under. So here she is, without further ado, Claire Devine.
1: My knitting story is a little bit unusual. Um, my grandmother knitted, because my grandmother was in the UK. I was born in South Africa. And um, so she used to send us these really thick Aran jumpers. And they really lived in the cupboard. It's quite sad to say, but they did. Because it wasn't cold enough. So we didn't really knit. And um, all through my 20s when I lived in London, I didn't knit. And then we went backpacking around Australia. And we were on a real shoestring budget. And we did this long walk on the Bibbleman tracks. It's a multi-day walk. And um, we happened across like a... What are those things called where you walk in the trees like a tree a oh, tree yeah. walk yeah um, and they had a little gift shop so we'd been walking for days and we we're like oh I just want a can of coca-cola like sugar and um, they didn't have a can of coca-cola but they did have a hand knitted hat that I really wanted but it was really expensive and Liam my husband was like we don't we just can't and I was like oh so in my stubborn streak I was like fine I'll teach myself to knit if I can't buy this hat I'll teach myself to knit and um I think some days he might regret it when he looks around his house and he just sees like wool everywhere and our whole lives are sort of dictated by wool and where yarn shops are. Um, So I bought some needles and some yarn and I knitted a flat hat. Who knits a flat hat? Me. Oh, and then seamed it up the back. And then seamed it up the Uh, back back in a hostel in Albany in the southwest of Australia. It was rainy, it was cold, it was actually winter. And then from then I just knitted. I discovered Ravelry. And then I knitted and knitted squares and knitted bags and knitted tops. And then, yeah, then I was hooked. So how
0: long long before you started designing did you you start knitting? Um,
1: Probably about two and a half, three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I, I don't... It's only recently that I've actually started to think, I design knitting patterns. Yes, I do. That's what I do. Because... I sort of started designing in the random, most random of ways. Like Maeve was a tiny baby and my body was busy, but my brain was a bit like bored. So a friend of mine said design some baby socks. I'd knitted my first pair of socks, um, even though I'd sworn that I'd never knit socks because I thought they were ridiculous. So flat hats. <laughs> so looking at where I am today, I started off knitting a flat hat and I thought knitted socks were ridiculous. So yeah, never say never, <laughs> I suppose. And so I knitted these socks and then I thought, Oh, I'll do, I'll do a collection. I seem to like to do things in groups. My mind operates in sort of groups. I thought I'd do a group of all these socks and then I released them. And then I did something else and then I did something else. And then all of a sudden I I looked back and I was like, Whoa, how did I end up here? It's so different from what I thought I'd be doing. So yeah, but it all started with a walk and a hat and a stubborn streak yeah so oh how cool
0: so you did your socks and that must have gone quite well then people must you've got some lovely socks
1: they did like them they liked them and then I also quite brazenly submitted three ideas to the knitter wow and um I don't know sometimes I don't know where I get my ideas from I was like I'll send them these ideas you know I'm nobody but anyway and they phoned and they're like oh ages after I would completely shelved it I was like they're never going to get back to me which I didn't really blame them I was a complete unknown and they said we'll take the socks and I was like oh which one are you interested in and they're like all of them and I was like I was doing I'd gone back to work in my old field and I was sitting at my desk and with my phone just thinking what's going on here so I did those and then I did more socks for them and I did um, and then I did the adult socks and then I got a bit bored of socks so then I rebelled and did hats and um, yeah, it's just grown and grown and grown. And I've just had ideas and I've met, actually I have said, I've met so many like inspiring people, like moving mm. to Edinburgh and making the contacts I made there and just meeting that sort of being in that community really buoyed my, my sort mm. of creativity. Um, yeah, so, but it's been a crazy journey. Mm. I just sit here and I look back and I look forward and I just think I could never, never in a million years would I've thought that I'd be doing this, yeah, ever. Just
0: sneaks up on you, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so you released your beautiful tea mm. collection of hats last year, mm. and I knitted one over, just before Christmas, for a present for one of my kids' teachers. Yes. I knitted the Lady Grey, and yeah. it's I love that. It's such a cute hat. Mm. And so you've had, I, you've had quite a good response to all those collections, haven't you?
1: So good. Mm. And it was one of those, I've sort of had to, it's hard, you overthink yourself a lot, when you do something creative and it's scary to put yourself out there to the world um and I, I wasn't sure how well that would go but people have loved them mm. people have loved them I think they're quick and they're easy but interesting mm. and they use a single skein and sometimes it's nice to be able to just pick up a single skein of something beautiful or something unusual or just something that's in the bottom of your stash and it's a quick hat so yeah and, yeah. and you pulled them all together so beautifully with Jess is your model I think they're actually
0: yes. so striking with her red hair I think visually it's just a really attractive collection it
1: is for me yeah absolutely well Jess was also Jess has been a huge inspiration for me you know being able to work with a dyer um who who you get along with so well and that was another random thing I we moved to Edinburgh we we decided to move back to the UK when, when Maeve was little my little one was small and um well, this is where I think my husband thinks, what did I let myself in for? I was like, I think we should look for properties on this road. And he's like, why? And I was like, because there's this yarn shop on this corner and we walked down the road and it was awful. It was a very busy, quite grimy, quite sort of inner city. Um, and we were like, oh no, we can't live here. And then I walked around the corner and walked into the knitting shop and I knew that we could live anywhere I could live around the corner from that knitting shop. And I bought some yarn and I said to her, did she want someone to teach for her? And, and then, yeah, it just grew from there. I sort of went in with ideas to her because we did, actually I did head to toe, I completely forgot. I did head to toe with Jess and that really sort of solidified our relationship. So was that a little collection that you did together? That, that? was a little collection yeah. um, with Jess to showcase her yarn and Edinburgh. So it was all about sort of the streets in between where I lived. It was quite literally a 10 minute, eight minute walk or something. The streets were between my house, my flat and her shop. Um, four little accessory patterns but yeah working with someone who's just got such a sort of a, a wonderful creative vision in terms of color mm. and we gelled very well mm. sometimes you meet people and you just click yeah and we did and that yeah. was fantastic so yeah. she was a massive inspiration and, and then she's a great model yeah so um,
0: and she's ginger twist studio ginger Twist she? studio in Edinburgh
1: yeah. yeah really close to the city as well so it's really nice you know it's a, it's a great little shop tiny tiny postage size little shop beautifully created she's done a great job I miss that shop it's um
0: sometimes they're the nicest though the little yeah. shops with you are sort of all bumping elbows and mm. reaching
1: over each other for bits of yarn I yeah there's something and with this. someone who's just so infused yeah. with passion I love it when you go in a yarn shop and you just like you can just breathe out because you know that the person who's either working there or who owns it's just so passionate about what's around they them. understand you yeah, and there's <laughs> knitting shops like that, and then there's different kinds of knitting yeah. shops, and they all have their places, but the ones I love is when you walk in the door and whatever the vibe is, because they're all different, and that's mm-hmm. what makes them so unique, is you just, you're like, wow, you love this, and I love this, and um, yeah, it's, and then the, great. the ideas just flow, because you've got all these things around you, and you're like, oh, and that one, with that one, and Jess and I would be like, what about this? What about that? we could do this with that, and, oh, it would be fantastic. So, yeah, that was that was a really good thing for me. Yeah. And you did do some teaching there, didn't you, in her shop? I did. I did lots of teaching. Again, I think it was you Were another... you nervous?
0: Because you wouldn't have been knitting
1: for heaps of time, but you've been designing, so, you, I mean, you... you... Yeah, I, I hadn't been knitting for a really long time. I'd done a lot of socks, so I started off mm. teaching socks, and I read loads of information on socks, and all of my socks had different heels and toes, and... So I sort of felt like I knew quite a lot of, not everything about socks, and you can never really know everything, but I felt quite confident. And I did a year of teacher training, So I and I taught in high schools. I sort of felt if I could teach, you know, teenagers, I think I can deal with some people learning to come to, te- to learn knitting. But then I was a little scared. There were moments where I would meet people and they'd be, oh, I've been knitting for 40 years, and i just think, who, I can't, what? I can't teach you anything this is ridiculous like I'm some kind of complete fraudster but I think we can all learn from each other Mm. and I think as well it's about to me the thing I love most about teaching knitting is about sort of having a community a small community space and building confidence it's less about though this is a whole nother topic but school can often be quite top-down it's the knowledge giver and the knowledge taker and it's that sort of stream it's not like that when you teach knitting it's much more about sort of fostering that environment Mm -hmm. and I love that that is why I just love teaching knitting is because Mm -hmm. you can sort of bring that together so I sort of got over the fact that some of these women had been knitting before I was even born and thought that I can bring to the table something that brings everybody together and they can bring their experiences and together we can all learn more about what we love. Yeah. But it's, yeah, there's been moments when I've just thought, oh, I, I should just leave. <laughs> I should just leave because really I'm not like... <laughs> and yeah, and then I've taught sort of in lots of different places. I taught at Edinburgh Yarn Festival, which yeah. was...
0: And we've been watching that this weekend and feeling very far away, haven't yes, we? Yes, very,
1: here? very far away. But it looked so exciting. It did, yeah. And so then what... I was in a room next to Nancy Martin and then I just thought... Wow. <laughs> I just thought... No, this is out of this world. So you taught more socks at Edinburgh? I taught that that's socks. for you socks. Yeah, I taught beginner socks. Yeah. Which I love. I just love, people come in and they're like, I'm never gonna be able to do this. This is, a he- what, heel turn? How do you make it turn? Yeah. And they leave with this baby sock just, and you can see the spark in their eyes and you just think,
0: yes, girl. And do you teach them just one method of doing socks to start with, just to give them a kind of intro?
1: I always teach the top down heel flap. Mm. I think that's my favorite method, but I think it's a good place to start. And it's a, a good shape to adapt. We all have very different shaped feet. So I do another class, which is about heels and toes and shaping your, in the same way as we shape sweaters for our bodies. We all have really different feet, but I teach the top down heel flat because it's manageable. It's, I think it's easier to start with a cuff, starting with that fiddly toe as a first introduction. And I do a really teeny tiny one, like a teeny tiny sock. Yeah. But it's good no i really enjoy it it's weird though to think that i was like knitted socks maybe i was living in south africa it was hot but i was like that's ridiculous who knits socks and do you have millions of socks (laughs) yourself do you wear socks all the time i i don't actually because i have millions of socks in a sample box and the problem with socks i think i know that technically you're not supposed to wear your samples you know but you can get away with wearing a shawl yeah I can. or hats you know you can get away with putting on a hat can't wear a pair of socks and then be like, So, I'd just like to show you this lovely. I did wash it, I know it looks a bit worn, it doesn't smell like it, it, it just doesn't work, you know. Like, you just sort of get to a workshop and put out all these worn socks on the table, it doesn't felt in the holes, and that <laughs> doesn't really have the same. And now I'll show you some darning, yes, yes, you know. <laughs> Actually, how I wash my socks is so, and people often say to me because Maeve, my little one was Maeve, was the inspiration, she modeled all day. I'm like, Oh, your daughter must have so I'm like, No she has very she often says is that for me and I'll be like no it's not I'm sorry so um, yeah because I did so much sample knitting Mm. but I do have some hand knitted socks and um, I wore them all the time in Edinburgh Mm. they're a lifesaver and I wish I'd known because I spent years living in London being freezing I kind of never really got the winter clothes business I sort of dressed like I was in South Africa but in winter like Mm. I'd wear like thin socks and a vest top and a cardigan and then be freezing. But hand-knit socks, they changed my life. Mm-hmm. In Edinburgh, I was like, oh, you can be warm. Oh, wool, yes, yes. It all goes together, so. We live and learn, don't we? We do, we do. And for people who are, I guess if people
0: haven't knitted socks before, I think quite often people are put off with the idea of washing them and having to
1: look after them. What, what do you tell people to do with their socks to help them look after I, them? I don't wash them in the machine. I have occasionally washed sh- socks socks in the machine. Mm. But I just don't think it's very good for hand knits. I, um, a, you don't, wool socks don't get as dirty as cotton socks, so you can wear, I think anyway, mm. some people might recoil in horror, but wool socks for a couple of days because they don't, wool has those properties that it doesn't get dirty like cotton. And I actually just take a big, like one of those 25 litre buckets, and I just chuck all my socks in, and I put a little bit of soak in, or eucalypt or some kind of wool wash, I just soak them all, squeeze them out and hang them on the racks to dry. Mm. Um, and it's, I do mm-hmm. use sock blockers, but I don't block my, my personal socks that are going to gonna go in a sock drawer. They're really easy to look after, mm. uh, depending on what you knit them with. And you don't need nylon. I know a lot of people think you do need nylon. And I know that some people have put off socks because they don't want to knit with nylon. But you don't need nylon. Um, mohair and different types of fibers so if that's putting you off the idea of socks that you need nylon to make them wear Mm. you
0: don't so you can just have a straight wool sock and it'll be fine or would you have something like silk in it or um
1: you can just have a straight wool sock I had a wonderful for Wovember 2014 I interviewed Sue Blacker from Blacker in, in the UK about wool for socks that doesn't contain nylon, and she talked to me about all sorts of different breeds. So some breeds are much stronger than others. For example, Blueface Leicester, because then also people think, oh, strong yarn, itchy yarn, itchy socks. Um, Blueface Leicester has a much sort of longer staple length. I'm sure spinners will be like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> but I'm pretty. It's the staple length and the lustre, and it makes it quite strong. Mm. So where merino is very soft and bouncy and can pill and felt. Um, the blue face Leicester wear is much better and also a tighter spin so if it's got a much if a tightly spun yarn will be much more durable and mm. um, mohair is a wonderful thing to add durability silk adds durability but it also makes them um, less sort of it ed- has elastic. Ed- elastic that's what mm. I was looking for I so, didn't realize mohair so mohair is actually good as well apparently I really need to sort of brush up on the history of this but they used to use mohair as a strengthener Oh, so be it's be warm too. Yeah. It's rare. In South Africa they do there's a lot of mohair in South Africa and it's a sock yarn that's a 80 80-20 merino mohair. Okay. Um and but I haven't seen many. I haven't seen many. And then also there's the idea I suppose it depends what your socks will be for, but if you're knitting boot socks or Wellington socks, if they felt a little bit, that makes them like comfier and more durable. So mm. yeah. I do think washing them in the machine. The first socks in South Africa we have a lot of um, really good merino and one of the bases that circulates around South Africa is the same as the Madeleine Tosh merino so it's soft beautiful and wonderful to wear but if you knit it into socks and you wash it in the machine they don't last Mm. but they're not it's not built for that you know you need to think about what you knit your socks with but um lots of scope lots Mm. of scope Mm. so yeah that's pretty cool and you're here, the reason mm. you're here
0: visiting me is because you're on your way to start a new life in Australia, in the sunshine. Yes. And um, I'm curious to know how it's been moving your business because it's been a while, you've been on the road for a while now mm. and it must be
1: challenging. It's been interesting. I actually remember having a very brief chat with you months ago and you said, it will take more out of you than you know. And me being me, um thought, gonna be fine I'm gonna do so much stuff while I'm away you know we're gonna be traveling my husband's gonna be off work we're gonna be with my in-laws I'm gonna have infinite yeah it hasn't quite been like that so we've been on the road now over three months which actually is a very I was thinking about this last night it's a very long time with Mm -hmm. a three-year-old so we said our goodbyes in the UK then we went to see my in-laws in South Africa and hold up there for a little while um because I had visa delays so we were waiting for that and then we travelled around South Africa and saw people and visited friends and family and, because of people we hadn't seen for a long time and I did get some knitting done on the road trips but not the kind of work stuff I thought and I soon I tried and I fought it and I fought it and then I've sort of just let it go a bit because I was driving myself crazy mm-hmm. so things have really taken a back seat I haven't blogged for ages, I've kept up with Instagram and I've sort of in the back of my mind done businessy ideas but I've just had to learn to chill Um, but now that i know that we've got the visa i'm going back tomorrow we've got a place to live as soon as that's all set up so in a couple of weeks i think that inspiration will come back and i've and i've been so inspired i'm starting to realize now as i'm breathing out by the journey i think Mm. when you're in the journey it's just you're so busy with the day-to-day of the journey and what will happen next and where will we go and what will happen with this and sometimes i can fall into those terrible worrying cycles of what if what if the world's about to end kind of scenario now I think wow I've just got so much inspiration so but it's been challenging and it's been interesting Mm. in equal measures and I'm super excited to be going to Australia and I just it's been a long time well for me we've been planning it for a year and that's a very long time for us we're kind of like let's do it tomorrow people so yeah and there's just so much just from talking to you and being here and chatting to some people in Australia online, I'm like, there's so much to explore and I am
0: mm. so
1: excited, I can't wait. Mm. I can't wait, it's gonna be brilliant, mm. I think, I hope.
0: <laughs> it will be, and I think I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. And you're going to Melbourne, and I think
1: that's a great place mm. to go as a knitter. Yeah, I definitely, I again, I aimed for that. I was like, I think we should move to Melbourne. It will be great, why? don't know it's just you know it'd be a big good city to go to but I didn't my husband's family is uh originally his mom is originally from Australia so it's like but you know I've got lots of family in New South no, no I don't think New South Wales would be very good I think we should go to Melbourne completely pinned on the fact that I thought it was a great place for knitting so I know it is I know it is yeah so yes yeah, so it's gonna be good I think it's gonna be good it's gonna be yeah. interesting it's gonna be a very different life
0: I think it's a totally different vibe mm. down here I mm-hmm. think it's I, I haven't quite put my finger on why. It could be weather-related. Yeah. Um, and also, we're very spread out Yes, at this end of the world. Particularly, as you've seen in Auckland, we're very spread out here. But And there are less people. I don't mm. know. There is a different vibe. It's fun. But um, it seems that... I was mean, just watching the Edinburgh Yarn Festival over yeah. the weekend. It's almost like a rock concert. And it's huge. And it's exciting. And it's international. And it's a different vibe down yeah, here. It is it
1: and it's a different vibe here to South Africa as well. So it's a similar in terms of space and climate, but it's very different. And, and Australia is sort of a, a middle ground between sort of South Africa. And it's more, I feel that it's a bit more connected, feels mm. more connected to the world. Mm. Um, but at the same time, feels miles away because of the time difference. I didn't realize how much the time difference would affect my feeling connected to people and things, you know, going to bed where people were getting up for Edinburgh yarn festival and then waking up to people being like, look what I bought today. I was like, this is bizarre. Um, yeah. But no, it's going to be fantastic. And I love, a new, I love a new opportunity. I love new things and new places and learning about things and meeting new people. So I think it's going to be, yeah, yeah. it's going to, to be an interesting are, Yeah,
0: Yeah. We've got some, and we've got some nice retreats here and then there's some new ones we've heard about yeah. popping up in Australia. So I think it'll be a fun yeah. couple of years, and I've scouted my
1: yarn shops. So in in Melbourne, I've, I've already started there, and lots of lots of things going on, different things, but yeah, yeah.
0: quite creative. I think quite quite a um, yes. handmade vibe. Yeah, I think
1: which be. is good, which mm. is really good. I like that yeah yeah and
0: while you've been here you've had a chance to have a look at not much yarn i mean you've seen my stash mm-hmm. <laughs> and you've had a look at a, a yarn shop in town and yes. we're about to go to a small one near me mm. this afternoon have you found any new zealand yarn that you've enjoyed yes.
1: it's lovely actually it's possum because you're like oh possum mm, this could be interesting and um some really interesting things it's it's been i didn't really know that much about new zealand before i came here and i still don't really know that much but um, yeah, I'm really, I've got some outlaw and I can't, it's so soft. It's sort of strange. I think possum's one of those things that until you feel it, you're like, mm, I'm not sure about this. Mm. It's the same with things we eat. If you're not used to eating it, you're like, oh, I don't know, that's really odd. Are you sure? Are you sure you want that in your wool? Mm. But it's amazing. Mm. And. Um, you got the Bohemia, didn't you? Bohemia? No, uh, the sport. Sports. Is yeah, the Bohemia Bohemia sport, yeah, Bohemia yeah, sport. So I got it's the, the Possum, sport. Alpaca, Polworth. Yeah, so Bend. I got London, Town and Fog. You know, yeah, because so the sun it... is shining here, but I had to sort of, um, so I've got some of that. And then I saw that, oh, I'm still daydreaming about that, the Little Wool Company. Oh, the Little Wool Company. The, the Cone yes. I'm still daydreaming about that one. I think I need to just do some knitting and some work and then treat myself. But I love the the fact that there's so much local yarn. It's a shame that it's not as prevalent, we've been talking about this, mm. that it's not um, sort of as there. And I saw the Zolana as well. So that was, I was quite interested in the cotton and merino and possum. I think that would make an interesting summery yarn. So I might have mm. a look at that in the summer, but we're going into winter. So I'm oh, yeah. looking forward to seeing what Melbourne winter's going to be like. Um, Actually, I said that I was looking forward to Melbourne winter, and someone said, Oh, you'll be disappointed it's not as cold as the UK. And I was like, No, no, that's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Like, I want a little bit of winter, but just, you know, just a flavour.
0: Yeah. No, no. I I have been so surprised at the. How, the, how much knitting mm. I wear how useful knitting is here because I was actually really nervous about coming back to New Zealand that my knitting would be redundant and I wouldn't, oh my gosh it's not cold enough and actually it's completely freezing because yeah. the summer I think partly because the summer is so hot that the winter feels cold even though it's not mm. as cold and you, I don't tend to wear a coat and so I wear chunky jumpers and wraps and hats I we were talking about the other day, I don't yeah. really wear gloves mm. but I definitely wear socks and i wrap up all my layers of wool and i'm thinking this is actually somehow even better yeah because i'm it's all on show i don't cover it up with a yeah. cardigan
1: mm. and it's nice because it's a short little little burst it is um, short burst yeah, yeah. A short burst of winter which is which is good but yes i did uh, when i we arrived in melbourne the night we arrived in because we arrived in melbourne and then we had to leave very soon after which is brilliant because it means our our sort of paperwork's all finalized but it wasn't expected but anyway we arrived and it was 38 degrees. And then the next day, they have really strange weather there. The next day, it was like 20. And both Maeve and I were like, oh, it's so cold. Oh, no. And Liam was like, what is wrong with you two? It's 20. And I was like, but yesterday it was 40. So the difference between 40 and 20, it's like being in the UK one day, it being 20 degrees. So basically midsummer in Edinburgh. And the next day, it being zero. It's quite a remarkable change. So, um, But I've been assured I'll need my bulky sweaters. Yeah. I, was, I was sort of just... Thinking about whether I I want the Agnes jumper. Oh yeah, that one I was telling you about with the little Mm. pockets, bulky. I think it's by Melissa Liberé. I think I said her name right. I was like, oh, I'll never be able to wear it. But someone said to me, oh, you will. You'll need it. It will keep you nice and cozy and warm in your house with no heating. So (laughs) yeah, that's (laughs) the other thing.
0: You're as cold inside as you are outside. So sometimes I wear my hats inside, just for my
1: own pleasure. Yes, I'm freezing. And then linen for the summer. Yes, I'm looking forward to knitting all the linen my wrists might not be that happy about that one but um yeah Mm. so it's going to be a change but definitely lots of interesting
0: stuff so Mm. yeah and you've been filled with we've been talking a lot about design ideas and throwing things you know ideas around and you sound really inspired by some of the possibilities and collections that you're thinking of
1: already absolutely just sort of about moving of time and the change of location and we're also going to be living by the sea, which I've I've always sort of dreamt of living by the sea. I'm not a beach person, like a hang-out-on-the-beach person, but I've always dreamt of this sort of wake-up-in-the-morning-and-go-for-a-walk and sort of just the sea breeze, and we're going to live by the sea. Which, for a girl who grew up in Johannesburg, which is really as far away from the sea and as high up from the sea as anyone could probably get, not quite, but it felt like it, it's going to be a big change. So, yeah, and being here is very relaxing and just... And we've just done so much chatting. I'm ready to ready to go. Yeah, I just need that knitting time machine to do all the all the designs, <laughs> all the designs that
0: are in your head. Oh, I know, so, so familiar. Yeah. So if people want to find you mm-hmm. and um, f- find out what you're doing mm-hmm. and have a read of your blog, which you sound quite enthusiastic to get back to yes. when you're when you're yes.
1: getting back, uh, where can they find you? So I'm Claire Divine on Instagram. Um, I'm not really on Twitter that much, but I'm Nitshare Love on Twitter, but I'm really not there very much. If you want to find me, my blog is the best place. So yarnandpointysticks.com and Instagram, which is Claire Divine, hmm. And then on Ravelry, I'm Claire Divine as well. So yeah, but um, and I'll be back on the blog. I've got lots of ideas. I've got loads of half written drafts. I like to write a lot. I'm sort of a writing, I can't really say I'm a writer but I enjoy, writing, letter. I enjoy writing. writing so I write long blog posts so they sort of take a little while to to come together and I and I'm really keen to start teaching so I've started doing tutorials because I miss the teaching aspect of things so there's lots of bits and pieces coming up mm. yeah. and you have you've got a newsletter don't you can they subscribe I, to your newsletter? they can they can subscribe to my newsletter there's a big banner on the front page of my website there's a big banner and um, yes, it's supposed to be monthly, um, it's been a little less than monthly because I've been on the road, but I also like to make sure that it's a good read, I don't mm-hmm. want to just send out some random stuff. So if it is quiet, it's because I am not. don't want to bombard you with half thought through sort of nonsense, I'd rather wait until there's a newsletter, but it should be monthly very soon. Hmm fantastic I will thank you
0: i've so enjoyed having you to stay it's been just a breath of fresh air all this knitting talk has been wonderful (laughs) it's been fun oh i've loved it here it's fantastic it's um yeah and you've got so much to look forward to i think it's fantastic we're very lucky that she's come down here i think
1: yeah i'm super excited and i'm really excited to meet people so um sometimes i'm not that shy but sometimes in a In a strange environment i can be a little bit reserved but really write to me say hello if you're in melbourne say hello a couple of people have sort of reached out already which is just amazing Um, i've moved a lot in the last sort of 10 years and the best part of my moving years has been knitting because i've just found people like people like you people like jess people just people that knitting just brings people together and then you're like Mm. wow so i love that and i'm really looking forward to exploring that in my new city and the the new country Mm. Yeah, so
0: it's be good. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. It was lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you, everyone who's here to listen. Don't forget to catch up with me if you want to hear what's going on in between podcasts. You can find me over at com, and you can find the show notes there too. Have a lovely couple of weeks, everyone. I'll Tuesday. talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Is it a sky? Or is it half of a sweater? From what I've heard, it could be a third of a poncho
0: There's no excuse now not to be knitting Cause you can do it standing, and you can do it sitting
1: Is it a hat, or is it the start of a blanket? Or maybe a ball, or even a show for a baby?
0: Excuse now not to be knitting, cause you can do it standing, and you can do it sitting. Take out your needle, yeah, yeah, we're casting up.
1: One, two, three, four, five, once I got a fish and love you, you can do it, Mary, you can do it, John. Is it a gnome, or some
0: other homely creation? Wait and see It might even be For a teapot There's no excuse now Not to be knitting Cause you can do it standing And you can do it sitting Take out your needle Yeah yeah We're casting on One, two, three, four, five Once I got a fish alive You can do it Mary Yeah you you can
1: do it Mary You can do it Mary Go yeah! yeah. yeah, but
0: what are you yeah. knitting? Uh what are you what are you knitting? Nothing, man, I crochet.